Great. Thanks, Pastor Mark. Great to be here. We've had a really good week uh, touring around the South Island, and this uh, being on the holidays is very hard work, getting up really early and getting back late, and it's just been a wonderful experience for us, and we just uh, really uh, rejoice being here and being able to be here. Just thinking when Matt was giving his testimony about his dad's neurosurgeon, and uh, Oops, is a sound, the least sound you want to hear from your brain surgeon. And uh, yeah, so that's a wonderful testimony. But uh, once again, uh, these things we know to be true, and we're talking about truth today, uh, a very undervalued commodity in our society, in the world we live. Uh, let's have a look at uh, Titus 1, verse 2, if you would. Just a, a wonderful truth. That we uh, that we live with, that we're dealing with, with God, who cannot lie, and uh, we see here in Titus chapter one verse two, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie, promised before the world began. And of course, uh, you know, it's a. Uh, I was told when I first came along, it was one of the things that uh, first understood that uh, we are dealing with God that cannot lie, and I was kind of wondering. Why would that be? And of course, a lie is darkness. And uh, in God, there is no darkness at all, and all the people said. It's an impossibility for God to lie and deceive. Uh, and uh, that his word uh, we have uh, set before us, and we have uh, unadulterated truth. And uh, as I say, we live in a world that is uh, uh, really pretty keen on making up its own truth. Truth is when what is presented corresponds with fact, with reality in its, uh, you know, purest form. Uh, Truth and fact and reality match. And uh, we just have this, uh, just this wonderful thing. A corresponding meaning is to have a close similarity, match or agree almost exactly. And uh, some things that, that I've heard lately, uh, uh, I heard somebody on some television show saying, Pentecost is a death cult. Now, that was their uh, assessment, and that's what they put out to the world. And people who have no idea what that means would, could be uh, impacted by that. But we know that it is just the opposite of that, the Pentecostal experience that the Lord uh, was crucified and sacrificed his life for to uh, shed forth the Holy Spirit to us is anything but death. Just the opposite is absolutely opportunity for new life. Have a look in uh, Leviticus chapter 25, verse 10. This Pentecost experience is when new life begins and how somebody can come up with an assessment that it's a death cult. Uh, I have no idea how their uh, thought patterns were working there. This is the uh, new life begins with the, when the captives are set free, the year of Jubilee as uh, established in Leviticus 25 verse 10. And you shall hallow the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land unto all the inhabitants thereof. It shall be a jubilee unto you and you shall return every man unto his possession. He shall return every man unto his family. 
And of course, the wonderful uh, type of, uh, of this year of Jubilee was 50 days, a year for a day after the crucifixion was uh, the, the Passover, uh, the, uh, the day of Pentecost when the captives were set free. And uh, just, uh, you know, once again, there's just no uh, accidental numbers in Scripture. This was designed by the Lord to uh, represent uh, this type for this reality of the spiritual freeing uh, of us uh, for any that would call upon the Lord. Isaiah 59, verse 14. Let's have a look there. And we see, uh, I think, a pretty uh, apt description of of our world today in a remarkable degree, really. Uh, this, uh, this scripture has come to pass, Isaiah 59, verse 14. And judgment is turned away backward, and justice standeth afar off, for truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. Yea, truth faileth, and he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. And the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment. And we do live in a world where truth and judgment has been thrown in the street. It's uh, simply of no value uh, to uh, well, it's of no value to the great majority. And uh, but we know this truth will continue, regardless of what uh, uh, those who would desire to throw it in the street uh, want to do with it. This truth sustains us, gives us life, gives us hope. And promise, and uh, just all of these wonderful things um, that we uh, we enjoy in the Lord. Jeremiah nine verse five. Just to follow on with this, just I think a very apt description of where we find ourselves today. I actually, heard the president of the United States um, uh, in answer to something he said. I'm not interested in facts. I'm interested in the truth. And I thought, my goodness. So facts and truth don't have to actually, it can be your own truth that uh, people, uh, uh, you know, seize onto and hold onto. Jeremiah 9 verse 5, And they shall deceive everyone his neighbor and will not speak the truth. They have taught their tongues to speak lies and weary themselves to commit iniquity. Thine habitation is in the midst of deceit. Through deceit they refuse to name it, saith the Lord. Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, Behold, I will melt them and try them. For how should I do for the daughter of my people? Their tongue is as an arrow shot out, it speaketh deceit. One speaketh peaceably to his neighbour with his mouth, but in heart he layeth his weight. Shall I not visit them for these things, saith the Lord? Shall not my soul be avenged on such a nation as this? I think you can tell from uh, the words that the Lord chooses that he's very displeased at his creation that would do this and uh, deceive their neighbour and speak uh, words, uh, uh, you know, flowing words of flowery words with their mouth 
but their heart is is, uh, is far from from him, and it's certainly not for uh, those who uh, are being deceived. It's just it really is such a common thing. We live in an age where I don't want to get too political, but uh, even uh, the number of you know male and female is uh, an open question. Um, when I put this together, which was only a few weeks ago, uh, there were 72 genders um, known. Uh, well, now, a few weeks later, there's 91, and it just keeps growing. And this uh, truth to them that would think this um, is uh, a fluid thing. It can just uh, continue to change and to move, and there is no absolute, uh, certainly no absolute truth. Have a look in Genesis 1, verse 27, we see what the Lord says. Genesis 1, verse 27, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. That's what the Lord says. It's male and it's female. And God blessed them and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that liveth upon the earth. And, uh, you know, there are all sorts of, um, you know, uh, truths to people. The Holocaust didn't happen. Islam is a religion of peace. In the near future, homes will either be underwater or on fire due to man-made global warming. COVID-19 doesn't exist at one time. Australia is a freak. Democratic society in there, so there there are there are truths in varying degrees for different people that that move down different paths and really uh, uh, begin to fight for things that uh, uh, they either cannot prove or uh, just suspect and uh, just appeals to them. So there's people chasing all sorts of truth, uh, and uh, to them it becomes truth. Uh, some of it. Had, I had working for me when we had our business told me that there was a uh, there was an arrest warrant out for the Pope and uh, all these things and he'd gone down this rabbit hole of uh, conspiracy theories and all sorts of things and I had to say well it'll be interesting to see how that works out and of course um, that didn't happen but anyway a recent one that uh, somebody uh, pointed out to me, the Church of England has announced it will explore alternative words to describe God. And I guess moving down this path of uh, not being sure of uh, uh, of anything, um, uh, after some clergy asked to use more inclusive language uh, in services, and um, it says here, the dominance of masculine language for God certainly matters, as a feminist theologian Mary Daly wrote, if God is male, the male is God. So can you see the, uh, just the, uh, the issues that arise from going down and seeking a path that seeks to change what the Lord has said from the very beginning? And we find that uh, all sorts of issues and uh, you know, changes to the Bible uh, and uh, you know, it is just next on the, on the, on the agenda. According to a church spokesman, the official Christian doctrine is that God has no gender yet. He is described almost exclusively in masculine terms and so forth. One of the, I was talking to Pastor Mark uh, at Easter camp, 
one of the uh, things, the the truths that are being promoted uh, and has been for uh, you know 180 years or so is the evolution uh, theory of evolution. And uh, Anne went out and did some shopping over camp, and she came back with a magazine, and I got it in my bag. Can you, would you pass me that, please, Mum? And uh, anyway, I'd uh, sorry. Evolution of evolution, how Darwin's theory survives, thrives, and reshapes the world. Uh, a special issue on the most powerful idea in science. Well, I was free to, as I was talking to Pastor Mark about um, the, the uh, book I've been reading called The Case for the Creator, and I don't think any of us need uh, convincing that the Lord God indeed created everything, seen and unseen, and a lot of people see it. But I assumed, I had assumed there was some kind of decent scientific argument for this that, you know, that would convince people uh, of certain intellect and capacities to actually believe that. And, uh, but when I uh, looked into it, I could see that um, his uh, Darwin's theory of evolution uh, really does not hold water at all under any close uh, scientific scrutiny. There was this thing called the Cambrian Age, which was uh, some 450 million years ago. But up to that point, there was almost nothing there. And suddenly, bang, there's nearly everything that we know uh, that exists today. Things have come and gone, but uh, suddenly complex creation appeared as if God said, let there be, and there was, and all the people said. And it's so easy to disprove, yet we still have people putting out uh, lies, really. And I see it as nothing short of lies and deception, yet the, and the world sort of laps it up uh, in many, uh, many instances. But the, of course, there are scientists that come out now and say, this does not hold water at all. And of course, we know that it doesn't. But I'm just highlighting that as a... Uh, uh, as a capacity the man has to promote untruth and to convince people away from a belief in, in the God that will save them. John chapter 4, verse 23. John chapter 4, verse 23. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is the spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And uh, just uh, what a wonderful truth and knowledge this is that uh, the Lord has given us, that uh, we have people, uh, many people worshipping the Lord in spirit, many spirit-filled people, but uh, just the, the truth component of that is uh, unfortunately left aside, and uh, that, that just leaves room to move uh, into all sorts of uh, weird and uh, not wonderful areas, but uh, ways that would simply pollute and uh, take away uh, the wonderful truth of the Lord and stability and uh, capacities that the Lord has given us. Ephesians chapter 4, verse four, 14, I should say. Ephesians 4, verse 14. 
that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men, and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. So we have this uh, this capacity to uh, uh, not be moved by uh, lies, not to not to be moved by emotional thought and uh, uh, feelings, as uh, you know, we, we spoke at length uh, last Sunday about uh, the heart. And uh, once again, everything comes back to, I believe everything does come back to the heart, the state of our heart, uh, you know, what we desire in our heart, what we, uh, you know, uh, the, how we value truth in our heart. Uh, and uh, but not to be moved by emotional thought and uh, just all of the things that a religion, uh, you know, uses to influence people, but speaking the truth, comparing what we say and do with the Word of God, uh, we have this um, wonderful opportunity to walk in truth, speaking the truth in love. Uh, and we know uh, that as we speak this this truth, we see those who uh, listen and hear have opportunity to live a life that is full and abundant. The truth we speak is uh, in John chapter 3, verse 5. Let's have a look there. Scriptures that we're very familiar with. We're very familiar with, but uh, very few, it seems, uh, that I've spoken to over the 42 years we've been in the Lord uh, to give much credence to at all. And uh, here it is, uh, John 3, verse 5, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, uh, I'll never hear that word, those words the same as after watching that skit. Um, the verily, verily. Um, I say to thee, it looks, it's burnt into my brain. Um Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Now that is just so wonderfully simple and true in all the people's I was washing in a little truck that I had one, t one day and a lady walked up carrying a bag and she said, I'm here to tell you about the Bible. And I said, well, I believe the Bible. I believe everything in the Bible. And she said, so do I. I said, I even believe that bit where it says you must be born again. And she said, oh, I don't believe that born again stuff. And I couldn't believe it. And she turned tail and, and walked away. Um, I believe everything in the Bible except that born again stuff. And here we uh, understand that this is the beginning of life for us. New life. To be born again. To start again and... Uh, uh, just to have this opportunity to walk with the Lord in spirit and in truth, to see his word and know that all the promises there are yea and amen. They're for us. Therefore, any who will hear and uh, determine in their heart to walk with the Lord, to uh, walk in truth, to have all this goodness, it's there. But many don't believe this born again stuff. We met some religious people on our bus trip that we've just been on, and uh, it's the same old, you know, it's just uh, religion. 
and without the born again uh, bit, which uh, is uh, life. I don't know how many times I've heard when I've explained what being born again is for people that said to me, well, that's your interpretation. In other words, they're saying, that's your truth. I have a different truth. And uh, we know that uh, uh, the truth that has been revealed to us is God's truth. We haven't made it up. John chapter 8, verse 1. John chapter 8, verse 31, sorry. And said Jesus to those Jews uh, which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And uh, we just, well, we know what that means. As we walk in the Lord, as we uh, are just uh, set free from the things of life, the uh, the bondages that uh, once uh, held us, and uh, the the uh, fears and all of the stuff that uh, is sitting in the natural life, be freed from that, uh, and we can only be freed from that. Was it say uh, when we know the truth? Truth sets us free. So how does all of this work for us in our our daily life? Does it match up? Does what we say match up? with the words we speak, with the reality of our lives. Um, we sing a, a song in Lismore that uh, came from Fresno called Walk Like He Walked, Talk Like He Talked. You know that one at all? It goes like this. No, I won't do it. Uh, do we walk like he walked? And do we talk like he talked? And that's, that's the question asking that chorus. And... Uh, we're going to look, we're going to examine, as we mentioned last week, our own heart and uh, our own reality is what we say match. And what we do is, does that match with the, with the Word of God, with what uh, we've called to do, been called to be? Proverbs 28, verse 26. Now, I've got to say that since that appreciation on the heart uh, has uh, come to me and I'm absolutely convinced that... Uh, uh, that is the truth of the Word of God. I see everything really ties back to that. You can't move away uh, from that. And here's another scripture. He that trusts in his own heart is a fool. Uh, and there's another scripture that says, uh, effectively, beware lest thine own heart deceive thee. It, it talks about unbelief, unless there be in thee an evil heart of unbelief. That's where unbelief resides. That's where uh, it says, out of the abundance of the heart and mouth speaks, but all these other things, these things proceed from the heart. Murders, adulteries, and all these things proceed from the heart. Pretty hard to move away from that appreciation and what is important to get right. And as saying here in Proverbs, he that trusts in his own heart is a fool. Our own heart, meaning our own thoughts, our own desires, our own ideas. Uh, not God's truth, but our own truth. I believe that's what this is effectively saying. If we trust in our own truth, we'd be a fool. And uh, many people, unfortunately, we've seen over the years, uh, as I say, over 40 years in the Lord, I've seen be, begin to trust in their own heart and make foolish decisions and uh, move away from God's truth into their own truth. 
I convinced a, a friend of mine to, uh, uh, well, he convinced him. I spoke with him and he went away and he read the Bible. And he came back uh, and I said, well, did you understand it? He said, yeah, I did. Uh, and uh, his truth, what he got from that was, without the Spirit, was that the Bible was there to keep people subservient unto authority. That's what the whole point of it was, just to get the masses quiet and to do whatever you're told. And that was his truth. And uh, have a look in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. So that man rejected the gospel. And uh, the result of, for him of believing his own truth was that he took his life some years later. Absolute tragedy. But he had the opportunity for life, eternal life, hope in this life. But he chose to trust in his own heart and uh, just, uh, you know, he was a very close friend uh, before we came to the Lord. And uh, it was such a sad thing to, to, to behold. That's, that was an outcome of that. But uh, uh, here in 1 Timothy 2 verse 1, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Saviour. Uh, and verse, uh, chapter 3, verse 1, put them in mind to be subject, subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates and be ready for a very good work. And he saw that as a capitulation or a uh, uh, just, a, a, you know, a device to make... Uh, People subservient to authority. That was that was his perception. When I came to the Lord, I could see that this was just this was so good, such good advice, and uh, just to be to uh, uh, go. We go on and read in chapter uh, three, verse two, to speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. And as I say, some years later, this man in despair took his own life because he couldn't find peace. He couldn't find the answers to his life. He became ill and uh, there were some things that uh, really bothered him. And uh, out of all of the scriptures, he picked and chose to believe that as being the whole uh, purpose of scripture was to, uh, uh, was to bring about something which was deceitful. And we know it's just the opposite. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 18, wind down. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 18, but as God is true, our word toward you was not yea and nay, but the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me and Silvaz, Timotheus, was not yea and nay, but in him was yea. For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him, amen unto the glory of God by us. And what a wonderful thing to have set before us to know and be convinced in our heart that this is true, that what the Lord has promised is well able to deliver and he desires to uh, provide the things that we have need. And we at times face some pretty difficult situations, but uh, 
just to have that confidence that whatever happens, the Lord is there and he's going to meet those, uh, those needs and he will, uh, um, his promises are yea and amen, they're true. Now and I have faced a couple of issues in our life and one, one was a business place where we both, uh, well, I had wondered how would I feel if overnight, like Job, everything was that we, we owned and we had worked for was removed from us. And that appeared to be uh, the outcome, the expected outcome from a particular situation. Not the flood that I spoke about last time. This was quite a few years ago. And when it came to the crunch, when we both realised this is probably what's going to happen, we'll lose our, we'll lose our business, uh, no, a whole lot. Probably the most likely outcome is that's what's going to happen. And I got the answer of what... Uh, what I would feel like, we both, praise the Lord, both felt, well, if that's what happens, we've got the Lord. And I was so pleased <laughs> that I, I didn't feel, uh, we didn't feel despondent. And just with that peace within our life, and the Lord has promised us peace that is beyond natural understanding, a lot of people say. And that really kicked in at that point in time. We've had even more dramatic things with our younger son, Josh, when he was born. The doctors uh, call us in. He'd got whooping coughs, and he was turning blue every few minutes. And the, and it was, and the doctors called us in and said, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Miller, we believe your son's going to die. Uh, if he doesn't die, he's going to have severe brain damage. And if that doesn't happen, his lungs will never be right. And... Uh, now, whatever reaction he expected from us, he didn't get because he leaned across the table and said, this is serious. And I said, yes, I heard you. Our son, our three-week-old son, is going to die or have brain damage or he'll never breathe properly. And uh, within a, a week, and we just had a calm. We weren't laughing, but we, we did it break down. And uh, because we had peace that I never expected, uh, never had never experienced before with such a dramatic uh, outcome expected. And within a week, they were calling him the mystery baby because he was just wonderfully healed. Uh, we have so many testimonies in our life and in our fellowship, and as you do here and throughout the work, where we can have confidence regardless of the situations that we find ourselves facing, we can have confidence that the Lord knows our situation and he is, uh, we can trust in him that he will provide what he's promised that he would to us and all the people said. This, is, this truth is valuable. This is a pearl of great price that, that has been given freely to us. To know the truth that sets us free to know when we face the really difficult times, to know and have confidence that the Lord is there, absolutely aware, and uh, he, will, uh, he will deliver. And uh, we can just praise the Lord. He's promised that he'll never leave us and not save us. When we look out at night and see the, the wonderful uh, array of stars and just all of the uh, majesty of his creation here in this world, which we've 
seen uh, some spectacular examples. I was just thinking, looking at Mount Cook as the as the uh, clouds parted, and this he does pretty good work, doesn't he? And uh, that God that created that is right with us, and uh, is for us, and uh, we can just uh, praise the Lord for that. He says, "I'll never leave thee, uh, nor forsake thee." Let's just finish once again with uh, Titus chapter one verse one. <laughs> Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth which is after godliness in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. Fantastic. How's that for timing? Spot on. So praise the Lord. Uh, it is great to be a part of the work. Truth that you're involved in here in uh, Christchurch and throughout New Zealand throughout the, the world where the gospel is preached. This truth is going to continue. The lies will grow. And that will be put forward as truth and convince many who uh, just uh, prefer darkness over light. And uh, sad for that, but uh, the reality is we're going to walk in the light. It is truth. Praise the Lord.